You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. So happy Friday. December is here. I'm super fired up for Christmas at Eastside. And if you're within driving distance of an Eastside campus, I hope you're planning to attend one of our services this weekend. Tis the season is the name of the series. And of course, we're always glad when people join us online worship experiences too. We're announcing our results from the Unfinished Initiative. Can't wait to share what God has done. And beyond your attendance, we hope you're thinking about like, who can you share our Christmas series with? Give them an invite and just say, hey, I'll save a seat for you. And your simple invitation can have a big impact. You know, one thing I've learned over the years of being a pastor, you know, for over 40 years is that there are seasons where the soil is more receptive than others and hearts are more open. And I've just been astounded over the years by the significant percentage of people who say they had their initial transformational experience with Jesus at a Christmas service. Uh, People say it was like that service was just for me or... Uh, Christmas is where my spiritual journey began. So ask someone to join you this week for week one of Tis the Season. And and this week, we've been mindful that Christmas season is a tough time for many people. For some, it's the fact that there are going to be, you know, an empty seat around the Christmas dinner table this year. For others, it's the family members with addictions or narcissistic issues or custody battles that add unpleasant drama to the family gatherings. There are so many causes of holiday stress and emotional blues at Christmas time. And whatever you're going through that has you blue this Christmas, Jesus is the person you need and the person that can help you through your Christmas blues. About 700 years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah revealed that when the Messiah arrived, he would come to our rescue as our, I love this phrase, everlasting father. Now, if you're like me, that makes me want to say, Jesus is our everlasting father. I thought Jesus was the son, right? Now you're saying he's also the father too? Jesus being called everlasting father in Isaiah is a reference to the fact that the Messiah Jesus will provide for us in the way a good father provides for his kids. It doesn't mean he gives us everything we want or everything that we ask for. Jesus is not like some celestial Santa Claus in the sky whose job is to fulfill whatever is on our wish list. Instead, good fathers provide what their children need. In his book, The Dance of Hope, Bill Fried tells of a blind student named John. He tutored at the University of Colorado. And one day Bill asked John how he had become blind. And um, John told him a story about an accident that happened in his teenage years. And the tragedy took not just his sight, but it also took his hope away. And he told Bill, I was bitter and angry with God for letting it happen. And I took out my anger on on everyone around me. I felt that since I had no future, I wouldn't lift a finger on my own behalf and uh, let others wait on me. And he said, I shut my bedroom door and refused to come out even to accept only except for meals. And that story surprised Bill because obviously a change had occurred in John's life. He didn't display bitterness or anger any longer. And so Bill asked him what happened. And John traced it back to a challenge from his father. His dad was kind of tired of the pity party and and ready for his son to get on with his life. And he reminded his son that winter was coming and told him to mount the storm windows on their house. He said, do the work before I get home or else, the dad insisted, slamming the door on the way out. And John's reaction was kind of deep-seated anger at his dad, muttering, cursing all the way to the garage. He, He found the windows and the step ladders and tools, and he went to work. 
And he just kind of said, they'll be sorry when I fall off the ladder and break my neck, he muttered to himself, but he didn't fall. And little by little, John groped his way around the house and finished the job. The assignment achieved his dad's goal, and John reluctantly realized he could still work. And after that, he began to rebuild his life. And years later, he learned something else about that day, not about himself, but about his father. And when he shared this with Bill, his eyes started to tear up. He said, I later discovered at no time during that day had my father ever been more than four or five feet away from me. You see, the father had no intention of letting the boy fall. And and your everlasting father has no intention of letting you fall either. He's always close, closer than you think or know. In the darkest, most difficult days this Christmas season, Messiah Jesus can help you with what your true needs are. Doc, draw close to the Messiah Jesus as your lever, everlasting father, and he will draw close to you. God, I thank you that you're with us. I know there's some people right now and they, they, they feel like they're in the darkness. I pray that you'd be the light for them. I thank you that you're close for them. Thank you for your power. I thank you that Christmas reminds us you are our everlasting father now and forever. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, don't forget we're on the podcast every day uh, this week. So I hope you'll join me every day between now and Christmas. I'll be here all weekend long. You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. 